Daily Mail, Tuesday, March 10th, May 10th, Kevin, Kevin, that's not even close, Tuesday, May 10th, experience the thrill of one-week fantasy golf this week at DraftKings.com, amazing prizes are up for grabs each time you play, and playing is easy, you just draft six golfers before the tournament tees off, you stay under the salary cap, and you rack up points based on how your individual players perform, you got a whole little team of golfers that can make you big bucks Thursday through Sunday this week. Outscore the competition and win. Uh, whether you're a golf enthusiast or you want to just play a little fantasy sports, DraftKings is there for you. Uh, with every monster drive and every made putt, you get closer to a major payday. And if golf isn't your thing, they got DraftKings baseball. They got DraftKings soccer. They even got DraftKings MMA. So uh, now it's your turn to make as much money as you can, just like millions of sports fans have after discovering the magic of DraftKings. Use the code DAILY at DraftKings.com now to play for free with your first deposit in this week's Fantasy Golf Contest with 400000 bucks in prizes. Top prize is hundred grand, so you can seriously cash in. That's code DAILY over at DraftKings.com. Let's go. I know you're running out of patience and I'm running out of things to say. Prince Fox, Fragile, featuring uh, Haley Steinfeld. I don't know if you were listening to uh, New Music Friday on Spotify this past week, but it was an all-timer. There was major heat on New Music Friday last week. There was uh, new Kanye in French Montana, the new JT song, new Chili Peppers, new De La Soul, and a bunch of weird songs like this that I always, that's what I love Spotify for. I just find weird stuff that I would never, ever in a million years find as an old washed up dad. So that's new heat for you. Let's get into our uh, <clears throat> usual insanity here at Daily Mail. Uh, we begin with some idiot chick who says that Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, and the Hunger Games can cause mental illness in children. Uh, they say they're among fantasy books singled out by a private, a private school head teacher for damaging the brains of young children. Uh, he put up a lengthy blog post on the school's website. Oh, look at that, a blogger. Um, saying that reading mythical and frightening texts can uh, have deeply insensitive and addictive material. And that he stands for old-fashioned values of traditional literature. And that the kids should read sensible books. And that reading these other books and watching these movies is like feeding your children heaps of sugar. And he wants them to protect children from dark, demonic literature, carefully sprinkled with ideas of magic of control and of ghostly and frightening stories. What a goddamn loser. God forbid the kids out there are reading books about magic and fantasy. God forbid the children use their imaginations. Who wants tales of of heroism and 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 like creativity who wants tales of you know the the hero trying to overcome the dragon or uh you know the sword fight where he saves the girl i mean who wants that stuff right now nah, give me the sensible books give me the reasonable literature it's like fucking uh the santa claus when neil doesn't believe in in santa 
Yeah, that's, you know, who wants to, who, imagine a kid believing in Santa Claus, pretending to be Santa and hang out with the reindeer. Who wants that? God damn, I mean, I feel like kids these days are just doomed. I don't know what I'm going to do with Shay. Like, what am I supposed to do when I got, these are the teachers of the world. I just want to, I'm going to have to be like, Shay, listen, everyone's a loser. Absolutely everyone you're going to encounter in your life from here on out is going to be a loser. Crazy though, man. Yeah, Harry Potter, really fucking terrible for the kids. Demonic stories about the wizard. The kid wizard hanging out with his friends, trying to, like, save them from bad guys. Wow, we can't have that in society. We're going to hell. Give me a break. The world is headed down down the tubes, and no better evidence than that than the um, failure of nudist colonies to be able to recruit millennials. This is how much of a loser everybody is. Nudists are... They're, they're dying out. They're becoming extinct. Nudist baby, bo- baby, baby boomers are struggling to recruit young people to join their liberated cause, according to an article in a Canadian publication. CBC News reports that nudists at the Van Tan Club in Vancouver are scratching their heads trying to figure out how to lure in millennials. It's an older group, and I don't know why, but it just tends to stay an older group. People who tend to join tend to be older. And one club member suspects that social and body image pressures are deterring young folks. Um, Well, there's a couple things going on here. First of all, it's kind of lame that millennials aren't nudists. It's just like, you know, forever and always, society has had this one section of kinky weirdos who just want to get naked. They just want their dicks flopping around. They want their vaginas out. And they don't give a fuck. You need that sort of uh, freedom. You need those those people in society who just say, F it, I'm going to run around with my tits out seems like millennials can't even do that because they're too busy worried about children reading demonic books like Harry fucking Potter. And they're too worried about cultural appropriation. And they're too worried about protesting at school and sitting around on Twitter complaining about who upset them and who wronged them and who hurt their feelings. Lame. Lame. We need a group of society to get out there and get naked in front of each other. Because if you don't have that, well, then everyone's a square. Just... You don't want to be like that lame in society. Now, I can't really speak too much to that cause because I myself don't really want to be a nudist. I don't want to walk around with my tiny dick out, my long balls. I got a tiny dick and long balls. Nobody wants to see that. I don't want to put that out there. It's it's just not for me. So I just wish that you know someone else would pick up that torch, carry that torch for me because I do want the nudist sect of society to continue to grow strong. Now, the third layer of this, though, is, you know, fuck Canada. We talked about it on the rundown the other day. I mean, Vancouver nudists, that sounds like something I don't want to be a part of at all. Uh, you know, Canada is just, uh, they're just like, bleh. you know, Canada's just like, bleh. do a little word association. What comes to your mind when you say America? Freedom. What comes to your mind when you say Canada? Bleh. Just You're just there. So, Canadian nudists, I can't really get too fired up about your cause. But millennials, you stink. Step it up. Um, where, do we, where is this today? I don't know where this is. Some place called Eugene. I'm not sure where. But a pet store owner used a rare primate as payment to a prostitute. Uh, an exotic primate is safe after the owner of a Eugene pet store used it as payment for a sexual encounter with a hooker. In early March, the police received two reports of burglaries at the Zany Zoo Pet Store on Commerce Street in West Eugene. A laptop computer, money, and the Galago primate named Gooey were reported stolen. 
Uh, you fast forward a couple weeks, and the investigation revealed that the store's owner, Nathan Allen McLean, paid an out-of-town hooker with the money that was stolen uh, and tipped the prostitute for her services by presenting her with the rare animal. I'll tell you what. That is one down-ass hooker, okay? If you if a hooker lets you pay her in rare animals, well, that hooker is a keeper. I would wife her up. I'd be like, yo, let's Richard Gere pretty woman this shit. How about I take you off the streets and make you my wife? Because you are a special type of lady. I like where her head's at too, though. You always hear these stories in, throughout business history. There's always stories of someone taking a chance. They don't get paid cash up front, and they go with a small percentage of profits, a small percentage of the franchise, and they end up making a zillion dollars. 50 Cent did that with vitamin water. They wanted 50 to endorse them. He said, uh, you know, at the time, vitamin water had, like, no money. I'm sure it would have been, like, 100 grand. And he said, you know what? Keep that cash. Just give me, like, 10% of, of vitamin water. They agreed to it. Coke goes and buys Vitamin water for four billion bucks, and your boy fifty cashes into the tune of four hundred million dollars. David Wright did it with uh, with vitamin water as well, just a much much lower stake. I think Keanu uh, Reeves took less money to be uh, to have a piece of the Matrix series, and uh, in the all time screw up, Donald Sutherland when he did Animal House, he was the only uh, like established actor at that point. And they offered him a piece of profits, and he said, like, nah, don't worry about it. Just give me, like, 10 grand. Took, like, chump change instead of having a piece of the action on Animal House. Well, I kind of think this is along the same lines. We're not talking about equity, but we're talking about potential. Let's call it potential. I mean, you're a hooker, okay? You blow dudes for money. It's what you do. You give out some blowjobs in the alley. You get, I don't know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 500 bucks doesn't sound like this chick is exactly one of the high-end hookers who's getting like five grand a night like the Elliot Spitzer call girls. So, you know, how many times can you get out there and take some D and just walk home with a few bucks in your pocket before you say, you know what, maybe I take a, maybe I take a chance here. This dude has a uh, rare primate. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact, uh, the exact name of what this thing is because um, I'm looking at it and it looks like a gremlin. It looks like something straight out of the movie Gremlins. I guess it's, it's called the Galago. I've never even heard of that. That's my point. I've never even seen this animal. I've never even heard of a Galago. There's, an op- there's a chance that this thing is worth like a billion dollars. Who knows? There are, you, know what, you know what Asian people do? Asian people pay like hundreds of thousands of dollars for specific types of dogs just because they like them. There's like these dogs with like big fluffy red fur. They pay like a million dollars just to have these dogs, probably to eat them for dinner later. But my point being that there are weird-ass people out there, mostly from Asia, that will pay top dollar for rare animals. So the moral of the story is if you ever find yourself being a hooker and someone offers to pay you in the form of a Galago primate, it's probably worth it as opposed to just taking you know 250 bucks cash because you never know what that rare animal might lead to. Let's get into a little segment I like to call I Fucking Hate Overachieving Children. Uh, it's a new segment here on Daily Mail. It's one of my favorite things in the world. 
Um, yesterday we were talking about fake diseases, how that's been a running theme throughout my blogging career. Well, also up there is overachieving asshole kids and their stupid-ass parents who don't let them read things like Harry Potter and The Hunger Games because they're too busy burying their face in a textbook so they can learn, like, fucking quantum physics and stuff like that. Uh, so today we got two stories where a uh, the parents of a four-year-old, quote-unquote, dinosaur expert has submitted an application to the Guinness World Records. And we also got uh, the kid who discovered an ancient Mayan metropolis by looking at uh, the constellations in the sky or some shit. So the dinosaur expert, he's uh, four goddamn years old. His name is uh, uh, Makan Wang. Surprise, surprise. And he managed to memorize an array of details about more than 30 species of animals, of dinosaurs, all on his own. Just by looking at pictures, he can pronounce names that are so long, four, even five syllables. He can tell what each dinosaur's traits are, what period they lived in, whether they're omnivores or herbivores. He's got a great memory. Uh, I don't even know what they're applying for. Oh, they are applying for him to be the youngest dinosaur educator in the Guinness Book of Records, which sounds like the stupidest fucking record I've ever heard of in my life. This dude is not a dinosaur expert. He's just a memorizing expert. He's just sitting there looking at a chart, memorizing dinosaur names and stuff. It's not like he's out there, like, he's not like Dr. Allen in in, uh, Jurassic Park, okay? It's just some little Asian kid who memorized a bunch of dinosaur facts. Kick rocks, bro. You're going to be such a loser when you grow up. You know what does not put asses in the seats? Do you know what does not get underwear wet? Being a dinosaur expert when you were four. Nobody wants to hear about that. And then you got this other little prick. He's from up. Oh, he's from Canada. Nah, go figure. He, uns, he He's the one who uncovered the remains of a lost Mayan city using only the Sky Knight. William Godori, 15 years old. Uh, he said he was, let me see, he was looking at the stars and then he hopped on Google Maps and, I don't know, the fucking constellations pointed out some city that has never been discovered before, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. He said uh, he wants to go see the uncovered city with his own eyes because it would be the culmination of my three years of work and the dream of my life. Jesus Christ. You know, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and try to be a hardo. That's not exactly uh it's not my MO. I'm a pretty big nerd myself. I sit around watching ancient aliens all the time. I'm all about the constellations and shit, man. Don't get me wrong. But dude, you're 15 years old. You should be playing video games and riding your bike and desperate to get a girl to tug on your penis. Again, you know what does not put asses in the seats or get underwear wet? is ancient Mayan civilizations discovered by constellations. Right? There's no chick out there that's going to be giving you a handjob because of that. These kids just need to have their priorities straight. You should be watching Harry Potter when you're a kid. You should be playing video games. And you should be trying to get your bird wet. And you should not be worrying about ancient dinosaurs and Mayan civilizations. Come on now. Give me a break. Let me wrap up today with the last story of the day. Genius from a new dating website who are going to match, uh uh-uh, once again, Canadians. We're going to call this episode Daily Mail F Canada. Uh, They're matching Canadians with Americans who are going to try to escape the Trump presidency. A new dating website is offering to pair Americans 
with Canadian singles to save them from a Donald Trump presidency. MapleMatch.com promises love and a U.S. escape plan if Trump becomes commander-in-chief. 4,100 people have signed up. Uh, 70% of them are Canadian. And uh, they're now hitting, like, record numbers. Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Record numbers for American Google searches for, quote-unquote, move to Canada. You know what? Canada, you deserve that. You deserve all the losers who sit around in America saying, I'm going to move to Canada. Good. Go. Make Canada even more lame. I don't care if you're for Trump or Hillary. I don't care about your politics. If you're one of these dorks who says they're gonna, you're going to move to Canada because the president you wanted was not elected, go ahead. Good riddance. Cross that border. Don't ever come back. Canada gets that much more lame as we send all of our dork Americans over the border. Go ahead. You can have them. Denim, maple syrup, hockey, and loser reject Americans. That's what Canada is all about. That's it for me. Uh, I am recording daily. Ma- uh, I'm recording mail time tonight, and it is a monster episode featuring Dan Big Cat Cats, John fights Feidelberg, Keith K Marco Markovich, JJ. It's got Clem report. It's got everybody. This is like a uh, a a Wu Tang song, just featuring like ten different people. So it's called the uh, Where Were You One Where Were You When episode. Featuring all the guys and their vivid memories of major sports moments and life milestones and whatnot. So subscribe to that online on iTunes right now. It's kfcradio.com slash uh, slash mail time. And uh, be on the lookout for the full-length episode tomorrow. That's it for me. I'm out.